From our nation's capital, this is Naps Chat. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter and make believe again from you. Hi, this is Bob Levy, the Director of Legislative and Political Affairs for the National Association of Postal Supervisors, and welcome to this week's edition of NAPS Chat. We are going to be doing something very different this week, and that is I'm going to be handing off NAPS Chat to our Executive Vice President, Ivan Butts, who will uh, moderate a conversation amongst all three of our national officers, that is Ivan himself, our President Brian Wagner, and Secretary-Treasurer Chuck Mulledor. We are practicing physical distancing in the office in, uh, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. That is, Ivan and Brian are sitting more than six feet away from one another and suitably protected. And Chuck Mulledor from within the office is calling in via his iPhone. So we are all protected and all separated, consistent with the recommendations of the Centers for Disease Control. I would just preface the program by noting that we know now that more than one quarter of a million Americans have been infected by COVID-19. That 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment. And that physical distancing has impacted the social fabric of America, as well as its economy. With all this taking place, the United States Postal Service continues to deliver mail every day to every household in the United States. That is a heroic effort by the folks who work for the United States Postal Service. There was legislation that was introduced just this week by Congressman Joe Naguz from Colorado, H.R. 6425, which would appropriate $25 billion in emergency funding to the Postal Service to enable it to continue to operate effectively at the same time that COVID-19 is ransacking our nation. Moreover, NAPS is working with the leadership in the House of Representatives and the Senate to make postal employees eligible for hazard pay since they are on the front line of the COVID-19 crisis. I would just also like to make note that next week we will be broadcasting NAPS chat earlier in the week. It'll be broadcast on Wednesday, and we will have our special guest, the chairman of the House Committee on Government Operations, Jerry Connolly who is taking a leadership role in fighting for the Postal Service and its viability, not only during the COVID-19 pandemic, but also in general, its sustainability well into the future. With that, let me turn the program over to Ivan Butts. Thank you, Bob. And uh, good morning, everyone. I'm here with our president, Brian Wagner, and our secretary-treasurer is, is remote on the other side of the building, Chuck Mulledore. It's, uh, we wanted to dedicate this podcast to, uh, obviously, the pandemic event that we're facing here with COVID-19 and talk to you about some of the steps uh, NAPS headquarters have been taking. But before we do that, we just want to give some general comments. Um, for me, I, I really want to thank uh, you supervisors and managers and postmasters out there on the front line every day doing your, your level best to get America's mail delivered and get this the medicines that are being we're being leaned on now by those uh, mail-in pharmacies companies such as CVS, uh, Caremark uh, to get that medicine home to 
their clients and, and doctors to their patients, which is critical at this time. We just want to thank you, or I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing in this time of crisis. Um, we really kind of show what we are as a postal service. Uh, it was interesting. I, I was on the, uh, the telecon today uh, with the Capital Metro area, and they showed the picture from 1918 uh, when there was a pandemic event up in, and there's a carrier in New York with, with his mask on, delivering the mail. This is what we've been doing for over 200, oh, close to 250 years as, as an agency. We have continually binded this country together through good times and bad times. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys. And, and I'm so honored to be a part of not just this NAPS family, but this postal family that continues to uh, do its job and continues to bind America in the face of whatever it's put in front of it. Truly honored to be a part of this. Frank? I've been very good. The thank yous to our members, our associate and active. Let me tell you, they stepped up back on March 16th when we put out a news break asking our branches and our board members to reevaluate, to consider canceling and postponing their events to protect our members, to protect your families, you answered the call. And we've been trying to answer the call ever since. I can tell you that your executive board, your resident officers are doing their best to message out to you, the members, and your families to be protected, be safe, and make sure that we can continue to still deliver the mail. But I will tell you this, we want to make sure that you're getting as much information as possible. We are on the telecons, like Ivan said. We're messaging out the, the safety talks, the mandatory talks. We've actually put on our website a COVID-19 information and resource page so that you have the information you need to not only protect yourself, but your family members, your communities. It's just, I, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate your dedication to making sure that not only are we delivering the mail, we really are delivering the livelihoods to the American public because they are relying on the Postal Service. And, yes, it's challenging out there. We hear you. We have families out there, too, uh, that are making sure that uh, we're protecting them. We just want to let you know that we care about every one of you on what you're doing. And our hearts go out to you and continue to fight, and we will be here to continue to support you. Chuck? Hey, well, good morning or, I guess, almost good afternoon here on the East Coast. Uh, and and appreciate the comments that uh, Ivan and Brian eloquently stated. I think it's important to recognize all that we are doing as a postal service, a postal family. We face crises all the time, whether it's from fires in California or hurricanes in the southeast, uh, tornadoes, snowstorms, polar vortexes, you name it. But this one feels different. This is a, an enemy we can't see. We can only feel it when it attacks us and feel it when it attacks our communities. So it's different. But no matter how vast the crisis is, whether it's a more local event or it's a worldwide event like this one is, everybody in the Postal Service has stepped up. And our clerks, carriers, mail handlers, everybody on the front lines of the plants and the customer service offices. And I really have to say the EAS without whom... None of this happens without the EAS who work in the plants, who manage the operations, the supervisors, managers, postmasters who run the delivery units, 
the people in the district and the area offices, the headquarters, all of the variety of people we have, 500 some job titles, all collectively pulling together to make sure the organization continues to run in the face of an unprecedented threat to the world. So it's a true credit to who we are. I'm so proud to be a postal employee still. And I just want to thank everybody, uh, all of our employees, but especially our EAS who continue to manage all these operations every day in the face of this tremendous fear and pandemic that's striking the world right now. So thank you all. And we appreciate you. Thanks for that, Chuck. So, um, Guys, we just want to take some time now and just talk to you about some of the things that we're going on. Brian, talk to you about the data that we've been putting out and trying to stay up on uh, all the MOUs. But um, we're going to let Brian start out and get into some more specifics about those things. Brian? Thanks, Ivan. I mean, one of the things we encourage our members to do is go on the website. Again, we have this COVID-19 information and, and resource page on the website. One of the biggest things is our executive board have been on telecons with the areas and the districts for the last two weeks. They're, they're averaging five to six a day, and the resident officers are also participating in these uh, telecons, getting information, also sharing suggestions on what the post office needs to do or could do, and also letting them know where we have some maybe some challenges with PPE equipment, how facilities are being cleaned. So those are some of the things we're doing on that. But we are in constant contact daily with postal headquarters and the areas so we're also and the other thing we're doing is we're having telecons with your executive board at, on the regional level the resident officers and your regionals and their respective AREBPs. what we're doing is listening to them we just had telecons this week to find out if they're not getting some resources or answers to their questions that we can move it up to postal leadership up at headquarters very important on that uh, ivan do you have something else to add on that yeah uh, thanks brian and you're absolutely correct and and what we what we're trying to trying to do up here at NAPS headquarters is, again, create the touch points with our executive board who is really out there in the field all over the country, you know, with our 16 um, uh, areas and five regionals uh, spreading out across the country, and they're engaging at the area level just as we are on issues of, of the virus. And But we want to create those touch points to make sure that if there are issues that need to be addressed and pushed up to the ELT, which is uh, Ms. Brennan and her team, that, we, that we're getting those issues, that we'd be able to quantify them and that we'd be able to put them up there, send them up there to the ELT in a timely manner where we can get them addressed. Again, I, I'm, I've had the pleasure of being on uh, telecons just like everyone else has, has been on. I, I think one, one thing that I do want to point out while we're talking, I'm talking about telecons is that when we hear, when I hear some some of the issues coming up about the, it, it, it sounds like there's uncertainty sometimes that for with our employees, whether not just the EAS, but the craft, because the craft uh, union leaders are on these telecons too. And you can hear by some of their questions that some of the concerns surround the, the comfortcy and knowing that the right steps have been taken when an office has had had a positive, uh, uh, a positive testing uh, of an employee. And, and one of the things I, I mentioned to our board, some of our board members, and, and spoke on uh, the telecon I was on yesterday, I, I did kind of mention that to the central, uh, excuse me, Great Lakes area 
uh, uh, Telecon, is that maybe if if we partner uh, with the, these safety captains that were created really to help drive down the accidents and that kind of those kind of things. Maybe if we engage them and partner with these safety captains while we're in this coronavirus to actually take part, not take physical part, but take oversight part in the cleaning of these offices when we when they have to go in, making sure they have the proper PPE equipment to protect themselves and then they can kind of perform an oversight role that would that 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 information can filter will filter down not can will be able to filter down to their fellow co-members and their daily touch points and then the employees will understand that the agency the leadership of our agency is doing the right thing we are making sure that when we had these positive impacts that we're going in there we're cleaning and disinfecting in accordance with the MMO and the CDC guidelines and give them some sense of comfort look these men and women out here are, are carriers our clerks our, our, our rule carriers mail handlers they're out here doing yeoman work for us so we we should be more than willing to give them every feel of comfort as well as our EAS also every feel of comfort that this agency is doing its utmost to make sure that we're going to keep them safe while we go through this pandemic so that's my thought on that piece Chuck you have anything no, absolutely right. And, and I think our role facilitate what we can facilitate. There's just some things that we can do here closer to the source of the Postal Service, the headquarters of the Postal Service. And maybe we can consolidate what people in the districts and areas are telling us. And that we see it from here as a much more broader national problem that we can address much more effectively from our level. So I think that's what we've been doing, and, and, I, and I can't credit our executive board members enough, as Ivan said, uh, 16 area vice presidents and the five regional vice presidents who are on telecons sometimes 12, 15, 20 or more a week to get the information, and they're passing it down to their members. So it's, we have a great information flow. Uh, so I encourage anybody who's listening to, if you're not on one of those telecons, you, you feel as though maybe you're not getting all the information you want or you feel as though you'd like to have a different perspective on the information, to contact your local uh, board member, your local regional vice president, area vice president. They're in the magazine. They're on the website if you don't know who they are. And see if you can get on their distribution list. See if you can contact them and talk to them. And also reach out to us, and we can help you with that. We want to make sure that everybody gets as much information as possible that we're solving problems, that we're trying to do what's best for all of our, you know, everyone's kind of taking care of their group, unions taking care of their group, and that's great. That's what they should be doing. We want to take care of our group as well, our EAS, uh, that are out there on the front line. So get informed, uh, get more information, feed up to us what we need to know to help you in this very, very uh, difficult time of crisis. You're absolutely right, Chuck. Uh, thanks for the, those remarks. Again, uh, I think that's what key. And we talk about engagement. We talk about, you know, uh, we talk about this thing about engagement all the time. But really, in this in this pandemic event, it really is uh, about engagement. You know, you guys out there in the field 
We don't want you to be out there and, and be struggling, uh, trying to make sure that we keep America's now moving and you have concerns and no one's answering your concerns. And, and so, again, he, uh, Chuck is absolutely right. Let's let's, you know, lean on your AVPs. That's what they're there for. And your regional uh, vice presidents of NAPS. That's what they're there for, to to answer your questions and your concerns and address your concerns. And if they can't do it on their level, then that that needs to come up here to us so we can handle it on our level. I mean, you know, we're we've never been shy about uh, 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 pushing your issues uh, to headquarters, and we never will be. So yeah, yeah, we 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 love what the work that you're doing, and we need you out there. Uh, America needs you more than ever, right now. And, but if you have concerns and you have things on your mind or things that are, are, are you're questioning, then you know you, we need to use our leadership ladder, our structure, our leadership structure to move that up the chain all the way to to postal headquarters if need be. Right. And that's a good point because you will have questions. There's a lot going on with the Family First Act. There's also the information we are sending out. And it is redundant. Of all times, you talk about redundant information. We are pushing the new uh, the stand-up talks to MOUs out to the uh, area VPs in the regional, so your executive board, to forward out to not only the active members but our retirees who need to know what's happening because many of our retirees are, are the officers in the branch that are also fielding this. So the idea is let's give you as much information as possible. And if you're not getting your questions answered, please follow up with us. Please follow up with your area VPs because since this really started, NAPS has been out front. When your executive board's been on these telecons representing NAPS headquarters, representing NAPS, we've been there. The idea is for us to make sure you have the information available. But we also need the help of all the members who are working especially what we hear, and Ivan brought it up on these telecons, certain aspects people have concerns with. And a big one was the personal protection equipment, PPE. Did we have enough? It's kind of like, I've got to use an analogy. You know, when you're training for a marathon and you're starting off your first training, you have some missteps. You don't get your stride down. And, and it took a while for the post office to get its stride down on a lot of this. And I think we're moving forward on it in a better place. So there's a survey out there to do your PPE inventory. It's very important to report accurately because some offices are in need and others have maybe an abundance. But it's not only that you have zero, report if you have zero. But if you have more than zero, you need to report what you have. Don't hoard either. We want to make sure everybody has the, has the resources they need in safety equipment, protection equipment. That is key so we can get the resources to everybody and share the help I talk talks about engagement. We need to engage everybody now to make sure everybody has enough resources to get what they need to be safe, deliver the mail, and have peace of mind when you're doing this, which is very critical. Take care of yourself mentally and physically and emotionally. And again, call EAP if you need it. Call your pastor. Call call whoever you may need to do to also feel good about what you're doing in delivering to the American public and making the mail move. That is very important to the American public right now, and you are very important to us. Chuck? Absolutely. Chuck, you have anything to add? No, I mean, I think it says it all pretty much, uh, and, I, and I'm glad Brian brought up EAP and the human cost. You know, we hear on TV uh, the economic distress, uh, the businesses that are closing and so forth, but there's a human toll 
being taken on our employees as well as they live in fear. And we've heard that here. All three of us have heard that from people, members that are telling us that they, they, they're afraid when they go to work that they might pick up this virus and bring it home to their families and cause some type of harm to their families or to their neighbors. And that's a real fear, and that has to be addressed not only now but in the future when, when this passes, and it will pass in time, that we have to address the, the human cost of it. And, and one, other, one other thing I'd just like to say real briefly is that we, we have to be watchful of those who may be in the organization that don't recognize the human toll. And, and maybe it's business as usual and how they talk to people, how they treat people. And we've made that point uh, to leadership all across the country, postal leadership, that this is not the time for business as usual, that this is not the time to be uh, talking to people in ways that aren't uh, understanding of what our employees are going through every day. So if that's going on anywhere, we need to know about that and we'll address it and we'll correct it immediately. And I'm very confident that if we address some of those ways that people are being talked to, we'll get that corrected on the spot. I have no doubt about it. So we have to be cognizant of the human toll and the human cost of this and make sure that everybody uh, in the structure in the Postal Service and leadership is on the same page with how we're treating people right now, especially right now. It's been a concern always when we know that, but right now it's a heightened concern, and we want to make sure that people are being talked to and engaged with and treated the way they should be at this time of deep crisis. Absolutely, Chuck. Thank you for that. All right, we're going to shift gears as we, we're about to wrap up our podcast for this week, uh, this special edition uh, dealing with the COVID-19. I want to talk to you legislatively about what, what's going on. And there's some there's some things, again, yeah, we may be in this pandemic event, but uh, your legislative team is still up here actively working, not only for the, the legislation we've been looking at all, all this year, but now legislating, legislation to address these issues of, of COVID-19. So Senator Schumer uh, drafted a letter and sent it to the, to, to the president uh, requesting uh, hazard pay for all federal employees. Uh, so we've been actively engaging our congressional leadership uh, to m- ensure that uh, postal, uh, not just EAS, all, all postal employees working out here on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic, that we are included in in that hazard pay. So we're, we're going to continue to work towards that uh, to the benefit of not just the members of NAFS, but the benefit of all EAS and to the benefit of all employees in the Postal Service. Some things kind of have, have been uh, coming out of this pandemic event, obviously surrounding our elections and, and, and how we're going to uh, maintain our process of, of voting in America. And a lot of talk has come up about vote by mail. There's been a $400 million of, of money budgeted in COVID-3, the, the COVID-3 stimulus package uh, dedicated to, to help offset the cost for states for vote by mail. So what we've done here at NAPS headquarters, we talked to a letter, and I know I, I probably talked to you guys about and gave shout-outs to Joel 
Wadsworth and Frank Galanos out of New Mexico and the work they've been doing uh, at the state level trying to get vote by mail passed. But what we've done, we we've reached out here from NAPS headquarters to every state official who who controls voting in our in our states to encourage them to go to vote by mail for their upcoming elections, take advantage of this $400 million that's been set aside uh, to, to support them in this. And then hopefully we can see additional funds that they can tap into uh, for use in vote by mail. So vote by mail is, is, is coming up and it's going to be extremely important uh, for our, uh, our elections that we can maintain our election uh, process in November when, when a lot of people feel that we will be heading into a second round with this virus, that we won't be out. We'll come out and then we'll be heading back into a second round of it. So it's, it's, a, it's a great time uh, for vote by mail. And, and where we we are the proven uh, agency that can that that can deliver. So uh, that's a, the other thing that we're working on. And obviously, we got a bill out HR sixty four twenty five from Joe uh, Negus, a uh, Democrat out of Colorado, second district, I believe, and that's uh, a bill for twenty five billion dollars of, of of supplemental aid. Uh, for the Postal Service, directly for the Postal Service, for the sustainability of our operations through this pandemic event. Obviously, you know, we, we do need to main, be able to maintain our operations and be able to expand some of the operations that we're, that we're doing as, as things get critical in, in this COVID-19 COVID, uh, pandemic. So this $25 billion is surely handy. I know we have some things that we're, we're reaching out to uh, Deputy Postmaster General Ron Stroman on talking about as far as, you know, the quantification of the need or the use of this $25 billion that some legislators feel they need to have. And and so we're looking forward to the, that type of engagement. But one of the things I heard, and I was on the Capitol Metro Telecon also this morning, and I believe it was out in Greensboro, and, and the person told me they, that they'd spoken to the vice president of CVS, who now the post office down in that area is going to the facility, picking up the medicine and bringing it back for processing and, and distributing and delivery. And how ecstatic the vice president of CVS was, uh, uh, CVS was at the service that the postal service is rendering to his customers. So uh, if in my closing is, uh, keep up the great work, guys. You're, you're proving that this is why we were, we were constitutionally enacted to bind America together. And through this crisis period, you continue to do just that, bind America together. Brian? Thank you, Ivan. And thank you, Chuck and, and Bob, for this podcast. You know, I just want to thank the Knapps family. Again, we will get through this together stronger than ever. Keep safe, be vigilant, have faith, and God bless. And the flavor of the day is faith, faith in what we're doing will bring us through. Thank you. All right. Chuck, any closing remarks? Yeah, just everybody stay safe. Uh, even at NAPS headquarters, we're following our social distancing guidelines. And uh, I encourage everybody to, to stay involved. saw a pastor on TV last week uh, who gave some sage advice. He said, be informed, keep your eyes on the news, then turn your TV off and devote some time to reading, maybe some exercise, uh, get out and get a walk, get some fresh air. That's 
good for your mental health and uh, as well as your physical health. So everybody follow the rules and uh, stay safe, and we'll all get through this together. And now I'm going to just turn it back over to Bob. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ivan, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of NAPS Chat. As I said, next week on Wednesday, we will post a NAPS Chat with our guest, Jerry Connolly. So until then. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter And make me leave again from you I'm going to